David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Well, good morning, people. It's 1045 a.m. Central Standard Time, November 26, 2018. The price of Bitcoin is dead. D-E-D. <laughs> it's been dead before. Um, yeah, so we're not even going to, we're, we're going to, I'm not going to do the the normal lineup today. We're going to talk about some of the news stories and uh, I'll get to Marty's bit. There's a, you know, enough accumulated news over the last uh, few days because I, I didn't, I didn't do any podcast from uh, Wednesday, you know, Wednesday until, uh, you know, through Sunday, but uh, I'm back for today. So, yeah, a lot. Clearly, lots of stuff is going on. Um, <laughs> let's just jump right into it. But the very first thing that I want to jump into is a tweet from at Matoshi, wait, Matoshi N, at M A T T O S H I N. Yeah, S S H I N. Uh, signed raw transaction broadcast over radio. And I'm going to play the audio for you uh, of that for you guys right now. Okay, so, you know, so what was that? That, you know, clearly that was Morse code over FM radio. And Matoshi, or Matoshian, gives a... Uh, a link in that in that Twitter uh, uh, it, it, as a response to that particular tweet to his uh, GitHub repository for uh, let's see here UT Echoes and it says a tool for converting signed raw transactions into Morse code and broadcasting them over FM radio from a Pi Zero. Note that in many jurisdictions, it's illegal to broadcast over FM radio. This is just a proof of concept. I'm not advocating its use. So there's your disclaimer. This uses an exploit with the Raspberry Pi Zero's GPIO pins as detailed here. And there's a link. Um, And then he kind of goes into, you know, different, you know, like more of the uh, uh, technical aspects of of what's going on. And I'm not going to do that. But... What's going on here is he's got he's got some code that uh, will take a signed transaction, which you can you can make a signed transaction on something like a uh, a cold card wallet, um, and then uh, upload the uh, data from that transaction in into you know like a, a computer that has this particular uh, uh, software running on it, and you can convert that signed transaction into Morse code. And broadcasted over FM radio, so you know, it's it's this type of thing is good. I mean, it is. I think it's going to be 
not only relevant, I think it's going to be in the future very, very important for us to have other means of access to the Bitcoin network and our ability to send uh, transactions uh, transactions over the network um, in a peripheral way. And I've, I've said this on, on several, several occasions. But this is yet another yet another person that has entered the fray into using really really old technology, coupled with uh, with you know Bitcoin to uh, do some really you know do something that's really really neat. And quite frankly, you know, kind of you know, as of a couple of years ago, was kind of unexpected. People had you know only a few people were postulating on the use of of FM radio or or radio in general uh, to do to do these types of things. Um, so it's exciting to see stuff like you know TX Tenna from the Go Tenna people and uh, Matoshin doing you know this type of stuff uh, because it, it is I think it's I think it's going to be important in the future. So uh, let's move on to what else is up in my deck. Um, it looks to be oh yes, yeah okay. So over uh, when was it? Oh, let me get to the article. It's the Wall Street Journal article. Um, I can't read the whole thing because I, I I'm not going to give Wall Street Journal my money. Uh, but it's this it's this. Um, it was done. Let's see when was a. Oh, they updated it apparently today. So I don't know when the original story came out because they overwrote their uh, uh, the byline uh, with date for uh, when it first came out. But this was by Paul Vigna or Vigna, however you want to pronounce it. Um, pay taxes with Bitcoin. Ohio says sure. Okay, so we we've seen the article. It appears that Ohio is going to allow people to pay their taxes in Bitcoin, and that's fine. the The problem here that that I kind of latched onto was underneath the article headline is sort of you know sort of like a sub headline, and the Wall Street Journal is you know they're doing the same crap that that mainstream media is going to be perpetrating from now until you know. Now until either Bitcoin dies or Bitcoin is, is has a price that's so high that they just can't do anything. But this subheadline says state backs technology that has garnered lots of hype but failed to gain traction as a form of payment. So the entire state of Ohio says that they'll take Bitcoin as, as payment for uh, for taxes. But the Wall Street Journal uh, calls calls it uh the entire technology is hype that's failed to gain traction as a form of payment failed to gain traction as a form of form of payment to the people that you hang out with paul but not to a lot of other people that have fully accepted it as a form of payment so the wall street journal is fully on board trying to destroy bitcoin as they always have been and always will be uh is just more fud uh moving on CZ Binance. <laughs> CZ Binance says just converted one more of our lawyers to take BTC for fees, even on a day like this. And he uh, tweeted that out on November the 19th. So, you know, like, you know, it's even the price is even lower. But we just got away from talking, you know, like the Wall Street Journal. 
Paul's Vig, you know, Paul Vigna talking about how it's not a form of payment. And then one of the largest exchanges in the world um, has talked yet another one of their lawyers into taking BTC for payment as a form of payment um, recently. So there you go. Good on you, CZ Binance. Thank you. Um, let's see what this one is. Oh, Esteban Ordano at E-O-R-D-A-N-O has a brief uh, Twitter or a tweet storm that I want to read. And it starts, a journalist asked me whether Bitcoin is broadly used in Argentina or if it's just the rich and the traders. She followed up referring to, quote, money only used for shady deals or speculation, end quote. Here's a story about shady. In 2001-2002, the government froze withdrawals from accounts on all banks. The exchange rate was one U.S. dollar or one USD equals one ARS. Then they dropped the peg to 1.4 ARS and let it float. At the same time, they converted all USD accounts to ARS. One week later, the exchange rate was four ARS to one USD, effectively cutting all of my grandmother's and millions of other middle-class citizens saving value in USD to a fourth. This is why Argentines easily recognize the store of value functionality of sound money by consensus. By waking up to the nature of money is not the only thing that my generation grew up with. We also learned that que se vayan todos, a slogan calling for all politicians to resign, similar to the Occupy movement, in, but in 2001, is a recipe for disaster. Turns out that hundreds of thousands of brothers yelling for Congress to be emptied out does not qualify as constructive critique. <laughs> <laughs> Five presidents in a week and two years of a strong recession followed the demission of the president. Despite all the political and economical, economical turmoil, we move on and keep trying. Geopolitically, we're distant, parentheses irrelevant, in parentheses, from most other countries, yet very much aware of what happens globally, which allows us to think in perspective. Read Borges. No wonder so many amazing Bitcoin and Web3 projects have founders born and raised in, I'm going to blow the pronunciation of this, Srioyo Soil, C-R-I-O-L-L-O Soil. Bitcoin is not fake money. Bitcoin is better defined as fairly distributed money based on an open participation asterisk. That asterisk is a definition stating as long as it continues to be thermodynamically very hard to control and that last line right there i really like uh there more and more people are starting to determine that the way bitcoin works can be more easily described to people in terms of the laws of physics than trying to describe how it actually works under the hood so you know, the uh, the whole proof of work system that you know validates and secures the entire Bitcoin network is better described as a thermodynamic requirement rather than trying to explain any part of the code. So again, thermodynamically very hard to control is a damn fine way 
to describe the entirety of Bitcoin. Moving on up. <laughs> this is an article from Coindesk.com. Um, Spank Chain has paid cam girls 70000 worth of crypto in six months. And this is an article written by Lee Kuen, C-U-E-N, uh, November 26, 2018. Uh, <laughs> since raising $6 million in a uh, 2017 initial coin offering, porn startup Spank Chain has differenti- differentiated itself from the token sale pack by actually delivering a platform with thousands of users. Revealed exclusively to Coindesk, Spank Chain boasted 6,136 active users as of October and has paid roughly $72,422 in cryptocurrency to 31 webcam models since the site launched in April. Several freelance Spank Chain performers say they are now earning more on Spank Chain than any mainstream porn site. Quote, I crunched the numbers. Performer River Sunshine, who has been camming for five years, told Coindesk, I was making on three sites combined 6% of what I made in the same 30-day period on Spank Chain. My Lord have mercy. Fellow performer Molly Mae Meow, who has been camming for more than six years, said she too makes much more money on Spank Chain, which only charges performers 5% of their earnings compared to the standard 50% across the industry. Holy smokes, man. God, that is a lot. Quote, I think a lot of members appreciate that I'm getting almost the whole amount of it, May Meow said, adding, I was a little skeptical about it all at first, but now I really, really love crypto. Okay, so we're going to leave it there. I don't want to read the, the whole article. Um, I'll have it, the the article from Lee uh, linked in my uh in my Bitcoin or rather my curated Twitter feed, which will be in the show, the link of which will be in the show notes of this show. And and likewise in, in every show that I do. Um, but yeah, let's, let's think about this. It's one of the, we got to step back and look at this. Yeah. It's a spank chains, a porn site. And yeah, the, the, you know, the, the models are making more money. Um, but the, the, the real, the real meat of this is the fact that Spank Chain has, quote, or is, quote, actually delivering a platform with thousands of users. Leave it to pornography as usual to go into the fray of a brand new technology and be one of the very first ones to emerge profitably on the other side. I'm, I have no ethical or moral misgi- misgivings or, or I have no thoughts ethically, ethically or morally about pornography. I, 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 these people are making money. They're making money in cryptocurrencies. They are making uh, way, way more money than they would if they were on, quote, any other mainstream porn site. And a standard of 50% of their earnings as an industry standard is mind-blowing. I had absolutely no idea. So 
say what you want about pornography and porn stars and whatever. They're people too, and they're just doing what they need to do to, you know, to get by. If you have, you know, moral and ethical problems with it, I understand that. I don't. But this story is important because yet again, porn is the very first thing to come through the other side in a very, very profitable manner. This, it happened with uh, one of the whole, one of the theories of why, if you remember back in the day when we had actually cared, uh, cared about and used uh, video cassette recorders or VCRs, there were two, for a little while, there were two competing formats, uh, VHS and Betamax. And Betamax failed in the market, even though its scanning technology on the tape uh, was superior and gave a superior picture quality. It is theorized, and I, I actually think that this is true, that Betamax did not survive because the porn industry, as they were transitioning from film and having to go to see porn at a theater, had successfully transitioned to video but were in VHS because VHS sort of came out or was one of the very first things that, that you could get your hands on for like, you know, cameras and editing equipment and, you know, stuff like that. And because pornography didn't migrate to the Betamax technology, Betamax died because it was the porn industry leading the charge in films uh, going to uh, video which is now gone to uh, f- streaming. And when the internet came up, one of the very first things that was the only profitable thing on the internet after you know the AOL moment when we had browsers and, and you know all that kind of stuff, the only thing that of any kind of profit you know that seemed to be was again the pornography industry. So it does not, it shouldn't surprise anybody here that the pornography industry is leading the charge. Uh, not leading the charge, but at least leading the ability to make real, actual money um, out of crypto out of out of a cryptocurrency based platform like Spank Chain um, is is yeah is pornography is pornography doing it? It's it's not energy futures. It's not uh, selling cars uh, for crypto on the internet. It's no, it's no, it's pornography. So you know. Uh, you know uh, whatever he is you want to think about that is is fine we're going to move on to a coingeek.com article and as you can tell by my voice i coingeek is not a credible media outlet people and anybody who thinks that it is anything other than a propaganda site for the propagation of the idea of the bitcoin cash fork of Satoshi vision. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get to that. It's no longer Satoshi's vision, people. It's Satoshi vision. Sort of like, I don't know, smell a vision, which seems apropos. Okay, so <clears throat> the uh, article is written by press releases, November 26, 2018. I wonder how old press releases did uh, over the, uh, you know, if they enjoyed their, their Thanksgiving holiday. Okay, so anyway, CoinGeek, the, the, the headline is, Original Bitcoin is Reborn with Bitcoin SV, parentheses, BSV, in parentheses, 
BCH hash war ends. Okay, if you believe that, you know, fine, but I, I don't believe a single thing any of these, any of the Bcash people say anymore. Um, I mean, and I'm talking about the people that are in the fray do, doing the stuff, not people that are shilling because, I don't know, they, they think, I mean, if they really, really think that it's going to do something, you know, uh, I, I I don't have a problem with them. It's Roger Ver, Calvin Ayer, uh, Fake Toshi, or Craig Stewart or Stephen Wright or whatever his middle name is. Uh, Jihan, I mean, the guys that actually have their 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 hands in the guts of the of the uh, BCH fork. Um, so essentially, let's, well, I'll read a couple of a couple of uh, uh, paragraphs of it. CoinGeek Mining is pleased to announce the original Bitcoin is back from Bitcoin S or is back with Bitcoin SV ticker BSV. CoinGeek will support a permanent chain split from Bitcoin Cash. BCH, continue mining the BSV chain, and will work with others globally to establish a vibrant ecosystem for the BSV coin. This ends the ongoing BCH hash war triggered by the November 15th, 2018 network upgrade. And here we go to the Satoshi vision. Bitcoin SV, which stands for Satoshi vision, has a straightforward and clear mission. Fulfill the vision set out by Satoshi Nakamoto's original Bitcoin white paper. BSV's roadmap is to restore the original, wait for it, people, Satoshi protocol for Bitcoin. Oh my God. Keep it stable, enable it to massively scale, and allow major enterprises to confidently build on top of the BSV blockchain. All right, let's let's roll it back. Fulfill the vision set out by Satoshi Nakamoto's original white paper. BSV's roadmap is to restore the original Satoshi protocol for Bitcoin. Can anybody tell me what the hell the Satoshi protocol is? I've never, I've been here since 2015. I've never once heard of the Satoshi protocol. So please, can somebody tell me what, what this is? I, Anyway, okay, so anyway, they're going to, according to Calvin Ayer, and CoinGeek is owned by Calvin Ayer. All right, anybody who who's reading CoinGeek thinking they're getting real actual news is fooling themselves because this is solely owned and operated by Calvin Ayer and his his you know his group. I mean, I'm sure he's not writing himself, but his everybody who is writing for uh, CoinGeek is going to firmly be planted. Uh, at first, they were firmly planted in the Bitcoin cash split from Bitcoin, from actual Bitcoin, and now they are firmly planted in the Bitcoin Satoshi Vision fork of the Bitcoin cash fork, which, my God, it's so stupid. Um, so if you think you're going to get anything other than propaganda for Bitcoin SV, uh, think again. This is this is 100% owned by Calvin Air. So anyway, um, they're, they apparently are going to uh, implement replay protection if you read through the rest of the article. And replay protection essentially means that it's now a walled guard. It's now there's a wall between it and, um, oh God, uh, Bitcoin Cash, which I guess they're going to be able to keep their branding. Um, and in so doing, 
they've now made it if they do this now again the the question becomes can you believe this i don't believe anything calvin says i don't believe anything roger says i don't believe anything craig says and neither should you um and that is investment advice um so i don't know if this is going to happen and nobody really does until it actually gets you know into the the code itself so you know no code no go is is kind of what i'm saying here all right so now if they do if it gets in the code and they do implement replay protection uh for the bsv chain then there's no at this point there's kind of no attacking the other chain and because you can't since you can't replay you know attacks and if a lot of the a lot of the uh surface uh surface attack area kind of goes away but in so doing looks to me like they're kind of admitting defeat and that roger ver has won because they're not going to be able to attack his chain they're they've got replay protection um, it's now fully a completely different chain, and the only thing that can reorg their chain is somebody from their own camp, which wouldn't surprise me one bit because these it's forks all the way down. Once you had that split from Bitcoin Cash out of Bitcoin, this then then the history was easily definable for both these people. They're going to continuously have problems because they're centralized they're going to continuously have people in their camp that get pissed off and and fork their chain so i would look for be a, a bitcoin sv to cha- uh, chain split after a while maybe even it took a little bit over a year for bitcoin cash to, to fork i would look at uh what's left of bitcoin cash and bitcoin sv both of those forks to fork themselves inside of the next six months. And then after that, those forks will split inside of the next three or the three months after that. And then it will just be forks all the way down. So again, guys, stay away from these things unless I don't know why you would. I really don't know why you would, but just God, be be careful. Be very, very careful with this stuff. Okay. Um, I have a tweet. I made this morning. It says, I love seeing this sort of thing. It always, it's always a good feeling knowing these people have been through bears before, kept building during, and kept building during bulls. It's like they can't see anything but the work in front of them. Thank you, guys. And I'm retweeting Alex Bosworth's tweet, which says, Weekend Project, Y'all's Unchained, Embed Lightning Network unlocked content on your own website. This has zero server dependency, but you will need to supply your own Lightning node. Paid content is encrypted to the payment proof. It's open source, so you can make it your own or make a viral version. So, you know, Alex, dude, thanks, man. That this is this is awesome, and he's got a uh, he's got a, a small video that goes along with it. Um, I am assuming that he somewhere later on down the line, he's going to release uh, code, most likely on a GitHub uh, repository for this thing. But uh, he's making it, it looks to me like he's making it to where you can have um, your own website 
easily accept lightning payments to be able to open up content and have your own paywalls without actually having to go to y'all's dot, uh, dot org or, or, well, it'll never be implemented on yours.org because uh, uh, that the creator of yours.org doesn't like Bitcoin and, and doesn't like uh, lightning. Uh, he is a firm believer. I, I think he, I think he actually ends up falling on uh, Craig. Yeah. Craig Wright's uh, Bitcoin SV chain as to what he really wants. And man, he's God, he's screwing up anyway. So um, being able to like put up a, I don't know, a blog post of what, how I made um, like Thanksgiving dinner. And there's like maybe a blog post, maybe like two or three videos of how I do something. And it's like, I don't know, let's say it's like, you know, five pages long. And I put up like the first three paragraphs of it and one of the videos and then boom, there's a paywall and you need to give me a lightning payment uh, of like, I don't know, let's say 25 cents to be able to unlock the rest of it. Well, you, the way that you would normally do that is you would just have an account on yalls.org. Um, and yours.org is, was uh, set out to do the same thing with Bitcoin until the owner or the developer of yours got all in a tizzy and decided to go to Bitcoin Cash fork. But it was essentially the same thing. It was, you know, essentially it's medium with a paywall is all yours.org is. And yalls.org came out to kind of say, well, if you're not going to accept Bitcoin, then how easy is it to make exactly what you've built? Because all it is, is, you know, Medium, uh, the the website, if you haven't read an article from medium.com, um, uh, you should probably go look at it so you know what I'm talking about. But uh, it, but there's a paywall. So you have to, you know, make a, a, a Bitcoin payment or in his case, in yours.org, a Bitcoin cash payment, and then it unlocks the rest. Um, so y'all's, you know, came out and said, okay, well, we'll do it like it was originally supposed to be done and uh, we'll accept Bitcoin. And now this guy's like saying, not only that, I'll make it to where you can put the entire y'alls.org system on your own damn website and you can take lightning payments from people and boom. So Alex, you know, that was, uh, that was awesome. And I highly recommend people follow Alex Bosworth, a pretty good developer. He's got lots of neat things to say. You can find him on Twitter at Alex Bosworth, B-O-S-W-O-R-T-H. And that's at Alex Bosworth, all one word. And that is going to do it for the morning roundup. We'll get into Marty's Benton in a moment. Okay, this is going to be Marty's Bent for Monday, November the 26th, 2018, issue number 366, titled Working Towards Ideals. And he starts out with the very first part of what ends up being a very long tweet storm from at Stop and Decrypt, who's going by the moniker Wumbo Logical at this point. Um, it's a, it is such a, there's no reason to read anything other than the first, uh, tweet from Wumbo, um, and then we'll get into uh, what Marty thinks about it, because it's going to be easier to do it that way. I'm going to try to put it in my Twitter, uh, curated Twitter feed, so you guys can see it if you haven't seen it. It is an excellent Twitter feed. I read it myself a couple of, you know, like when, I don't know, I guess yesterday sometime when it came out, Uh, but I will read the first one to kind of get us where we're going. Thinking a hash war matters 
is indicative of not understanding the direction Bitcoin is moving towards or where it is even now. Here's why. So he goes on clearly, and it's like I said, it's a monster. It's sort of a monster thread and lots of moving parts, uh, lots of moving parts in that thing. Anyway, um, so Marty's bent is our boy Wumbo Logic, aka Stop and Decrypt, aka the Angry Stormtrooper, took to Twitter yesterday to drop some heat on us. What you see above is only the beginning of an incredible rant that compares Bitcoin upgrades to the upgrades that telecom giants have made to their protocols over decades, puts Bitcoin's progress into proper context, and explains why Bitcoin becomes harder and harder to change over time. Definitely check it out. If you're sitting in your cube right now after a long holiday weekend, brain dead from all the food you've consumed over the past five days, this will get that brain back thinking critically. The most important thing to remember when attempting to measure Bitcoin's progress, as S&D points out, is that we are striving towards ideals. Bitcoin did not possess these ideals when the Genesis block was mined and still cannot claim these ideals today. The Genesis block marked the first step on Bitcoin's journey towards becoming a store of value, becoming immutable, and becoming leaderless. Every day that passes and Bitcoin isn't crippled by a critical bug, destroyed by a nation-state attack, or doesn't collapse to zero makes the case for Bitcoin stronger. Obviously, we are in the midst of a collapse of confidence in Bitcoin as evidenced by the plummeting price over the last couple of weeks. But so goes the nature of a new monetary good in the middle of its bootstrapping phase. Bitcoin is an alien technology that people are attempting to wrap their heads around at the moment. How does it work? Could it be the new reserve currency of the planet? Will it be usurped by a competing cryptocurrency? Is all this just a big Ponzi? At the, as the public continues to sway back and forth between their confidence levels of the answers to the questions above, the price of Bitcoin reacts accordingly. I believe last year most of the market was focusing on the third question above and had come to the conclusion that the answer was yes. The narrative that persisted last year was that Bitcoin is boring, slow, and rudimentary, while ICOs are the wave of the future and the mania around this hot toy plus narrative drove prices into irrational levels. After all the hype was finished and people began to realize that ICOs brought practically zero value to the space other than moving money from retailers' pockets to token launchers in their Silicon Valley VC buddies' pockets, the market subsequently and justifiably collapsed, dragging Bitcoin down with it. Now we sit here befuddled by the range of emotions the market has experienced over the last 12 months, waiting for the dust to settle, as has happened throughout Bitcoin's entire existence. I believe we are in the stage in which people got, who got hosed chasing pipe dreams are beginning to really question why they threw money at the stuff at all. Not everyone who lost money is doing this, but enough to help create the next floor from which we will ascend into another hype cycle to infect more minds. Bitcoin is empirically fairer, harder, and free than any other currency that has existed on this rock. As more and more people begin to realize this, Bitcoin's price floors after blow-off tops continue to be higher than previous bubble cycles, creating a staircase that will continue to climb, that will continue to climb until we have a completely distributed, leaderless, immutable store of value. 
I really strayed from the theme of the thread that sparked this, this train of thought, so make sure you check it out. As the angry stormtrooper is much smarter than I am. Final thought, big time candle guy now. I don't know what that says about me, but I don't care. Give me all the good sense. Interesting. Okay, yeah, uh, if you haven't read uh, this particular tweet storm from Stop and Decrypt, I highly recommend it. Um, he's He really pulls out a lot of, of stuff that... It's sort of like he's gone gone back into the closet of what we used to remember when we first got into this stuff and dusted it off and put it on the dining room table for us to actually look at and say, see, don't you, you remember how we thought about this? And you remember when you first bought your first Bitcoin, the, the whole reason he goes through, he sort of takes you through, you know, not really a walk down memory lane, but it, it definitely will make you start, you know, really thinking about. Um, you know, where you are um, in relation to what's going on with the price. And I know everybody's like, you know, really bummed about the price. I even had, you know, my first, uh, my first, uh, oh God, uh, message on my phone came through from a buddy of mine lamenting the fact that I didn't sell the absolute top. You know, it's like, oh my God, I told you to sell. I told you nobody ever gets this, you know, this, this type of thing. And I, I agree. I mean, he's not wrong. You know, he's not wrong, but that's not the reason why, you know, it's not the reason why I'm in here. If, you know, if, if that had been the reason, if that was the only reason that I'd been in the space, that I was attracted to the space, if, if cash and making a shit ton of money all at once, which I guess it would have been a shit ton of money, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been life-changing money. If I'd sold everything that I own at the very tip top, it wouldn't have been life-changing money. I, you know, I mean, I, I, and that's why I didn't sell any. It was more important to me to keep the address space on the world's largest computer than, you know, I don't know. I guess I might have been able to afford a used Lambo or something, you know, like really used, but it'd have to be really, really used. And I'm not going to do stupid shit like that. That's not what the, that's not what. That now that's not what this is about. So for all you guys that are getting, you know, the, the same people that were, you know, texting you, asking you how to get into Bitcoin, you know, as the we were running up in 2017 to the blow off top. If those same people are texting you now and, you know, it sounds to you like they're gloating, um, just, you know, it, d- don't think that they're gloating. Even if they are gloating, just forget about it, man. Forget about it. Because if, if, if money was the only reason that you're in this space, then you're in the wrong place. It is that easy. It's that simple. You're in the wrong place. And that's okay. We all make mistakes. We all get embroiled into shit that we should never have got ourselves into. All of us do it. And, and we've, we'll, do it more, we'll do it more than once as, as, our life, as our lives continue. But if you're in this space just for the money, Get, then capitulate, sell all your shit, and get out now because this place is not for you. It's too hard for you to be here. It's going to be too hard for you to survive swings like this. I've seen these before. I've been here before. And truthfully, I'm damn near numb. 
I'm damn near numb, man. That's why I don't keep anything on exchanges. I always keep it on a, on a hardware wallet so that it's just not all that easy to get to. I mean, so that, cause even I can, you know, get into situations where I, I want to panic sell and I kind of can't because I don't have my, I don't have my, my wallet on me and I can't, I can't do anything about it. Cause where was, you know, where was my wallet when, when the price was going to, uh, $20,000 around mid, like, you know, getting into later December, um, I, I was in the mountains with like almost no internet access and the drive into town, uh, if I was going to panic sell at the very tip top, which uh, who, you know, nobody even knew it was going to be the tip top at, at 20, it could have gone to 25. Hell, it could have gone to 30 or 50 or a hundred. It might've never even got to, to 19, nine or 20, but no matter what the hell was happening, I was an hour away from being able to even get to a place that had Wi-Fi connection and my, I didn't have a computer, which meant I would have had to have installed the hardware wallets wallet onto the desktop and then access all my shit to be able to sell it on whatever. Right. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I just said, you know what, this is, this is going to end up being a blow off top and I'm just going to deal with, with, I'm just going to deal with it because I'm, I want to see what, where this goes. And I want, I want that skin in the game. It's the skin in the game that makes the difference as to, you know, as to why you're truly here. If skin, you know, yeah, you got skin in the game. If you're only here for the money you have just, and you've got like a own a Bitcoin and you're only here for the money, you have just as much skin in the game as somebody who is not in it for the money at all and still has one Bitcoin. But we have different, different values, different ideas. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I'm going to go ahead and end this here. Guys, you know, get, get the cash app and go buy 10 bucks worth of Bitcoin just for a giant fuck you to the bears. I'll see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin and, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.